Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so glad you're here. I'm going to keep this intro so brief because today's episode is not brief. It is amazing and a little bit long and just normal sized, but it's with one of my best friends in the entire world. And you might recall her if you've been a long time listener. She was on episode, I don't know, two, three, four, one of the very first episodes. Um, Her name is Carly and she is the genius behind Culinary Karma and she's become one of my best friends in the entire world. And she's changed and grown a lot since about almost three years ago when I very first interviewed her. And now you get to hear us have our second recorded conversation, but we've had many, many a conversation just like this one um, that we don't record, and we thought we would try to record one and because we end up talking about some really interesting, delightful, fascinating, hopefully helpful things in our in our conversations with each other. So we thought we would share this one with you. And she's doing a lot of cool new things now. She has this sexy self-care course coming out that I just have to plug because I love it. And I actually encouraged her to create it because she's really helped me in that area of my life. And now I know she's going to be helping a lot of other people, perhaps you as well. So if you're interested in that, click the link in the show notes and it will take you to her program. So if you want to support the show, how do you do it? You tell a friend, of course. You guys already know the drill, but I'm going to go through it. Telling a friend is so helpful, brings more people to the show. You can leave a review on iTunes. Give me some five stars. That would be so cool. You can also donate. Um, A couple of you have donated, and thank you so much. means the world to me. Like I've been saying, it helps me produce the show. And a shout-out to Amanda, my amazing producer, who is also a listener, who responded to my call and is helping me out with these episodes. So donate to our efforts. That would be so helpful. Um, Yes, throw some change our way, you know, if you feel like it. Not an obligation at all. This will always be a free podcast. You never, ever have to donate. You never, ever have to leave a review. You never, ever have to tell a friend. Um, But it sure would be cool if you did, right, if you really like the show. Um, so yeah, so don't feel any pressure, but I but I am just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna say it. And if you want to join the Facebook group to meet other people who listen to the show and perhaps talk to them, perhaps hang out with them in the physical um, by meeting in the in the Facebook group, come join the Facebook group. Uh, get the link in the show notes. And yeah, I have so many cool things happening in my life that I really, in the podcast world, um, that are going to be coming to you. Um, so yeah, just get excited. The show is weekly again. Praise everything. That is amazing. Um, yeah. Love you guys. Love the show. I love Carly so much and I know you will too. So 
today we have one of the few repeat guests and this is going to be a different type of an episode because I'm talking to one of my best friends in the entire world, Carly Gross of Culinary Karma. You all know her, you all love her, and I love her. And today we get to eavesdrop on us just catching up and hanging out, basically. So we talk on the phone a lot. We drive on long drives together and we even go on walks together, even though we don't live in the same state because we just talk to each other on the phone and have these really deep conversations and laugh a lot and we've been saying for a while sometimes we'll hang up and we'll be like oh we should have recorded that or in the middle we'll be like we should be recording this because some wisdom eventually usually comes up (laughs) or not or it's just like funny and weird either way win-win but um yeah so we thought that a lot of people could relate to us and our friendship and our story and Carly's story in particular so here we are deciding to record it finally so thank you for coming back to Wonderland Carly and recording our conversation yeah I'm so happy to be doing this like this it's so fun to just you know, we've been, we really have been saying to do this for forever. So yeah, here we, here we are. Time flies. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> I was saying this for like two years. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, the, I mean, the weird thing about us and our friendship, well, we met online <laughs> and <laughs> if anyone wants to hear our first ever conversation, go to episode three, maybe two episodes. I don't know. It's one of the, it was surprisingly good. Like it was surprisingly a good one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, (laughs) I was just going to say it's, it's hilarious to like have our very first conversation recorded with like now someone who's one of my best friends and Carly and I, for the people listening, we, I visited her in Florida a couple months ago and we drove across the state of Florida on like a, what was it? Like a four hour drive, three hour, four hour drive. Mm, long three, drive three, three, three. Yeah. yeah 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 um well, well with our pit stops for yeah probably. <laughs> yeah and we took some fun pit stops we went to the beach we went on a walk we peed in the woods <laughs> can i say that all the, the good things yeah all the good um, things um and yeah we actually drove across the state to tampa to visit another podcast guest who is now our very good friend Alex Beaton and we laughed so hard on the drive and we like <laughs> lots of things happened. It was we joked that we were like in a little pod that was like this like truth pod, like you're just like getting to know each other and like but we already knew each just it was just like deep conversation pod. And uh, during that we decided hey, let's listen to our very first ever conversation. So we put on my podcast to listen to the very first time we ever spoke. And the interesting, we were laughing a lot and kind of like, you know, seeing how we've both grown. Like I've grown as an interviewer since then for sure. And Carly's grown at like what she shares and the type of like teacher she is for sure. But there are a lot of things that we both said that were like, oh, yeah, I believe that now too. You're like, yep, same, yep. So that's just kind of that's just kind of interesting. But let's dive in there. Like, since you've been here, and people can listen to that episode if they are new. Um, but since that conversation, that was like three years plus ago now. What what are some main things that have changed for you? So let's bring people up to the present and where you are in your life now, and how you've grown as a person in recent years and 
um, you know, I, I think we've talked we talk about this a lot, but like being in our twenties, our early twenties, we change very quickly, and we're constantly changing and learning more about ourselves. So, in the past few years, what are some of the main things that you think that you've learned? So funny. There's been so much. Cause was that three years ago? It was. Yeah. yeah wow. It was right before you were still in Florida and you hadn't moved to Berkeley yes, yet. Yes. So Carly is from Whoa. Florida, everyone. And she <laughs> lived there and she moved to Berkeley to go to school and lived in Berkeley and had a lot of self learning and healing and experiences there. Um, and then now she's back in Florida and she's about to move back to California. So, and then back um, to Florida again and then back to Florida again. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah. yeah so anyways, anyways. So what have you learned? <laughs> so much. There's a so map much. of her life for like, everyone. It's just, it's just, there's no way I could possibly cover everything. But what I will say is that if you listen to that first episode, we talked a lot about, we just kind of, even though my message was still like, listen to your body. It was still wrapped around food and nutrition. It was still like, like, you know, it was still like wrapped around, listen to your body around that. And now I feel like I've grown so much where it's like, it's not just about food and nutrition. It's like, that's just a tiny little piece on the puzzle of life, you know? And it's all about filling ourselves up in so many ways. Like there's so many things that nourish us, like love and pleasure and trust and experience and adventure and all of these things add up to our nutritional levels and our health and our sleep and our self-love and so many things add to that and I think that that first episode and you know the journey from where I was back then to where I am now it's like life has given me all of these experiences where I have felt the presence of my own care I felt you know different experiences in the universe like grounding like getting like knowing the earth like um meeting different people travel like all these different things have really taught me to teach and to share that um you know we get filled up in so many different ways and that is what's most important to me because that seems like holistic health uh mm-hmm. And food is just one small part of it. And sometimes when we give ourselves that presence and that care and that attention and that se- like deep self-love, we, fi- we figure out what we need to be eating anyways. That's where the intuitive eating comes into play because we're like filling us ourselves up on, on love and on care and on spirit and on all of these things that, you know, it's almost as if we teach ourselves. So I feel like that's kind of (laughs) where I'm at. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I mean, all of those things, like our relationships and our creativity, all of that's like our primary food. And then actual food is, is our, is our secondary food. But the interesting thing of why I think that that conversation, um, really kind of went in that direction is, is definitely what you said, because you were in that space and that was, you know, where you were then, but also I was as well. So mm-hmm. I was directing the conversation with questions about, you know, <laughs> how much fat and what types of fat, you know, because I was like, I want to know that for myself. And, and at the time, basically only I was listening. So that would make sense. No, you had some, you had some supportive pod viewers. Yeah, like you, basically. 
Um, but yeah, but now it's what I always say to people is, you know, when you when you're first getting started with a blog or a podcast or making videos, like make them like you have hundreds of mm, people such listening and watching because eventually when you do, those people are going to go back and look at your archive and they'll want that content. So that's what I did. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with your relationship to food and your body image, how mm-hmm. has that improved and changed in the last couple of years? And, and when mm-hmm. did you kind of realize that, like, it's what you just said there, that, like, it's not all about the food and you were going, because you kind of went in the other direction for a while with cleansing and being really, really focused on the food and the physical. <laughs> when did Yeah, when did, remember when we, like, we you guys, for a while, me and Katie kind of, like, stopped talking for a month or something because I was yeah. really deep in, like, the cleansing realm, and that's just another space to be, and it was just... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And and just... I kind of went through this thing. This is I wasn't going to share this, but like this is a good thing to share. Like I was trying to shift away from that because that's also my tendency. Like yeah. I've done every cleanse too. Not as many as you, but I've done quite a few. <laughs> and um and that was fascinating because I was trying to get out of that and like I would see Carly, you know, like only eating apples and <laughs> like weird tonics and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should be eating apples with weird tonics. Wait, I just ate a meal and like I just had, you know, like food that I chewed and I'm so bad, you know, and it's so easy. And then I like checked myself and I was like, wait a minute, like I'm not bad for eating food because my friend is on some like cleanse in the woods. Like it's, it's okay. But, um, but yeah, I had to like kind of remove myself for that a bit. And then we like, now we like talk and joke about it all the time and, and we're like closer than ever, but it's interesting to note that I think for people to be like mm-hmm. everyone's on their own path like I never right. like texted Carly and was like stop eating apples <laughs> like have a freaking you know some avocado toast and like call it a day like I never said that but eventually like it just happened and she did and like it's fine you know what I mean and like she, we all have to come to that ourselves because I knew that like when if I was in that space I was in that space and people came to me and were like, stop doing this, stop cleansing, stop eating this way, eat more, do whatever. I would just be like, F you, you know, like, no, I'm on this path and this is this is what I'm doing. And you're so grounded in it that you can't see it another way. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's really important for people to know that. And then also, like, if you're not all the way healed, which I wasn't that can be very triggering to you to be like, I should be doing that. And then you're making yourself wrong for having a meal or doing something that's not that way. So I think social media is a very tricky thing in that department where you're seeing your mentors or friends that you're close with and you really respect or just straight up people you follow online that think you think are cool and they're doing something that you're not doing, but you kind of wish you are doing or you might think that you should be doing on some level it's easy to, instead of just be inspired by that, it's easy to, like, be, oh, my God, I should be doing that and making yourself wrong. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's really negative for your health. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I really try to shield myself from with who I follow now. And Mm -hmm. um, I've diversified who I follow. So I follow, like, comedians and, um, you know, people that inspire me creatively. And Pete people, Holmes. Yeah, I'm obsessed with him. Um, if you know him, 
tell me so we could get him on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I have to tell you something about that after this. But okay. but yeah, but but anyways, I mean, I think it's um, it's really important to, to diversify who you follow. And, and Carly and I in the last, I'll share this on your behalf, in the last couple of years, actually, I would say this is like in the last six months, really, for mm-hmm. us. We've both really diversified what we follow and, and what we're into because I think at a time for both of us, we were both very laser focused on nutrition and food and then a spirituality. But even that, you know, it, it, that's personal development, you know. So we mm-hmm. were so focused in that world. And, and now, you know, we're both still really fascinated and into those things. But we also, like, watched an episode of Girls together when we were, <laughs> you know, hanging out. And we, like, talk about other things and talk about boys and talk, you know what I mean? So it's really, like, um, it's good to be a boys. well-rounded person. And, <laughs> yeah, and, like, not um, – not so not so laser focused but so when did you realize that your relationship with food and your body image was maybe something that wasn't as beneficial to your life as mm-hmm. you thought it was yeah so yeah i definitely realized this when i was doing i guess you would call it a lot of healing work i was doing like tons of cleanses and just tons of what i thought was like deep personal development but what it was was also in like spirituality work and what it was is it was actually holding me back because I was thinking that my thought pattern was that if I'm not perfectly healed, if I'm not perfectly, um, you know, have my perfect body and health. And if I'm not like my highest self, like in my, you know, radiant divine feminine, then like I should just stay home. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I just, mm, I'm just, I'm not my highest self. I'm not, you know, shining. I'm not, healed enough and that's you know I wrote that book already healed but like still I was still kind of in that journey of like oh I'm not it's like that story of I'm not good enough but it for me it was like (laughs) in something that like usually for some people it's like such a you know abundance in their life to like go on this health and spirituality path Uh, and it is for me as well too of course like it still has like greatly enhanced my life but there came a point when I realized like okay but this is holding my I'm holding myself back because I'm still trapping myself by not being good enough in this you know Mm -hmm. and so I realized that um I needed to go out into the world and show up as myself who I am in the day I needed to love myself who I was in the day and I needed to experience pleasure in that day And by having that realization, I was able to just, you know, let go of so much that was weighing me down of like expectations of myself. And so that was really powerful uh, realization. And it just produces so much in my life because it's like there's nothing holding me back from doing anything now. It's just like, you know, like traveling to Thailand by myself. I, you know. I I was so scared to do that at first, but it was like, I knew that I needed to do that because that was, um, it was fearful. And it's like, if we're not pushing ourselves in those things and how do we grow? That is the real growth. The, in like, I was thinking like, Oh, I'm going to grow by doing a cleanse and meditating. And maybe I do, I did of course, because it brought me to where I am today. But I find that most of the growth happens like in reality as it exists now yeah 1000 percent. and 
I think that, you know, they always say, like, you can sit in a cave and be a monk and meditate all day, or you can, like, go out in the world when you're going to get knocked off your path and see how zen you can be. Exactly. I think, you know, this is so funny that, that you brought that up about, you know, wanting to be your highest self all the time, and if you weren't, like, what's the point type of a thing? Yeah. I actually had a conversation with my coach, her name's Cora, she's going to be on the pod, I'm not sure when this is going to air, probably she'll, her episode will come on after, but I've already recorded it, but anyways, and I, I like to share a lot of, you know, the, the things that I'm dealing with, with with myself, and what comes up with my coach, you know, with Carly, and, and vice versa, and I was going to tell you this anyways, Carly, but um, Coral t- told me this great story where she was, like, with a shaman or a healer in, um, in the Amazon or something, and she was saying, like, he just looked at her and he was like, you're never going to be your highest self mm. all the time. So mm-hmm. just stop trying to be her. She's great <laughs> and you'll drop into her, but stop trying to be her. You're not her. You're a human. And, like, mm. embrace your humanness. Yeah. And I, like, that changed everything for me because it's like, oh, I'm human and I'm going to only be in this – human body for so long that I might as well embrace the fact that like I'm not perfect and I might have moments of it but the moments that I'm not it can be beautiful as well if I just embrace it and and let that happen so Mm -hmm. um, I love that she got this message channeled through him to her but it's like for you too yeah and now yeah and now for you and now for everyone listening wow so we all basically (laughs) talk to a shaman Cool. I was actually talking to my sister. I'm with my sister, and I haven't seen oh, cool. her for. I didn't know she was there with you. Yeah, yeah. So I've been with her all day yesterday, and she just got back. She's from like a shaman. Peru. She She's gives like us a, a lot shaman. of inspiration too. Tell her that. Yeah, she was telling me all these like really deep, intense shaman stories from Peru. Um, it's yeah, that's a different realm, but I'm glad that Cora got that message for all of us to hear. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's interesting because, you know, and we talk about this a lot, Carly, like being grounded, like it's really good to be into all of this stuff, but we've all met people who, um, and, and I've been one of them and you've been one of them, who are so into it that you can't see the, our humanness and can't be mm. grounded in the world. And I think it's, and what you and I really try to do with our work is like, have these experiences, but also ground ourselves in this mm-hmm. really human way. And I think that that's, that's really crucial. And finding that balance can be a challenge. Can you talk a little bit about that? Mm. <sighs> finding the balance in finding the balance in grounding. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, I it think is there's tricky. not really one right answer. I think it's something yeah. that it's just like, I think it's having conversations like this. I think also like having people, it's so easy to get so into, we used to talk about this right. with food, right? Like it's so easy to get so into something and then be really like um, preachy about it. Like you should not eat this. You should eat this. You should eat more of this. And like, you know when I first got started in that, like, I was totally that way. And then you realize that, like, oh, no, everyone has their own path. That's annoying. And it was the same thing with, like, getting into personal growth and spirituality. You you gain so much from it. So suddenly you want everyone in your life and then everyone in the world to gain so much of it. And, um, 
you know, but at the same time, again, it can be annoying when and everyone's on their own path. So I think it's just about finding the balance of like share by being it. Just be the light, be the change, mm. and then the people around you will just lead by example. You know, they'll they'll emulate that or they'll want to know more and ask you. And then that's an open door to, to talk about it. But if not, you know, just keep it to yourself and just be it and, mm-hmm. you know, take off your um, malabeads and just be the light. And everyone will see that you're you're shining. Well, yeah, exactly. Like that is that is the deepest truth: is that your energy speaks way louder than your words and how you look. Like you, what is inside and what you what you emanate from your soul, like from the deep within, really, really, you know, um, shines. I think that I told you about this one time, but I think that a year ago. I was at like a Halloween party and I was, by the way, I was like a cacao goddess and I brought like raw chocolates and I was like giving every, like painting everyone's with raw chocolate sauce. But (laughs) anyways, I, I think that I told you this, that my skin was breaking out and I, I had a lot of like stuff going on around my skin and I got so many comments that night of like, whoa, you have amazing skin. And I was just like, what? And it was just like, it was, I... I think that on my journey, I realized that that is, that is such a truth that like your, what is inside really shines out. And, um, that was a big lesson that night, but (laughs) isn't that funny? Oh my God. It's hilarious. And okay. I, so I wasn't going to share this on the podcast. Um, but hopefully you don't mind, like probably people relate. So, okay. So Carly and I are really (laughs) close and we share like everything with each other basically like we text like all day long and then like talk on the phone about stuff and um it's really nice to have this friend who like you can be so Uh close with who you can talk about like the weird stuff that your body does and like all this stuff right so we and I don't know anyone else who has this issue you know it's coming but and maybe people listening will and then they'll feel less alone so that's why I'm sharing it but we both have had experiences which with what we think is called acid reflex. We call it what do we what I made a reflexy? I had like a I was like we need a new name for it. The other day we were texting and I, I made up like a funny name for it. Um That's because we started calling organics organics yeah. and Pete Holmes. Yeah, in the Pete Holmes podcast he was saying, Oh, are your berries organics? And he's like, Oh yeah, always organics. Organics. So now we call organics organics and acid reflex acid reflexy reflexy. I don't know. Um, maybe we need a better one for that. Let us know if you have it. But anyways, basically it's like um, this really uncomfortable feeling. And again, we are not the only two people on the planet who have this. However, it's not talked about like candida. I don't think in the health world. Like candida. Yeah, it's not like everywhere. So anyways, it's this really uncomfortable feeling that you get after eating certain foods or what we've discovered recently, it really has Mm. nothing to do with necessarily (laughs) the foods that you eat. A lot of times it's how you eat the foods and the energy and the speed and how much air you take in of eating the foods. But basically it's like an uncomfortable thing that could last like an hour or a day sometimes it's happened for me um, where you kind of like have (laughs) – 
I don't even. It's so gross. Like we're not talking about it. I feel like you're coming out. I'm coming out. I am. It does. It does. It felt great to come out to you, and now I'm coming out to the world. Um, But uh, yeah, so we both have this, and so on days. And okay, I guess I should say what it feels like. It's just like a little gross, like nasty, like burpish thing that like comes up and then it's done. Um, And sometimes they're really far apart. Sometimes they're closer together. Um, Please tweet at us if you have this, so we feel less alone. Um, but yeah, it's this uncomfortable sensation and it was really paralyzing to both of us. Like on a day that Carly would have it, she would text me and be like, oh, I have it today. I don't feel like doing anything, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, that's such a bummer. Like I feel good today. And then the same thing would happen to me. I'd be like, dang it. It's a, it's a day where I have this. And the reason I bring this up is because it was so powerful to be able to share this with each other because we could stop beating ourselves up because we could kind of, like, caretake each other. So, like, on a day that I had it, Carly would be like, oh, no, 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 like, maybe it's not even what you ate. Maybe it's just, like, you know, did you eat kind of fast or, like, were you feeling stressed? And I was like, yeah, dang it, you know? And also, it doesn't matter. Go out to the world and do your shit. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that, like, that advice changed everything because it's so easy to be like I'm going to just stay in whatever whatever and and we just decided that that wasn't going to happen and then it went away and just like the thing with the skin no one notices in fact like you you're fine and no one's like it's even less so than than the skin but talk about that a little bit like on a day where like you've had it and you've challenged yourself to go out and Mm -hmm. what's happened yeah out, we're outing this. I'm sorry. I just had to do it. It just came out of me. I love it. It was a secret it. between us, good. but no longer. I love it. It feels really good. So, yeah, I think that those times when I am triggered by a certain thing, you know, my sometimes, like, my triggers are, like, body because I've had a lot of body discomfort in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when there's something like that that comes up, I am triggered to want to probably like stay home or whatever. But I realized that those are those are the moments when the light comes in the most. Those are the moments when we awaken the most, when we can see what is going on, see our trigger and see like, okay, this is what my pattern would be, but I'm gonna do the opposite. And when I do the opposite, I honestly have like really transformational moments. Like I can I can remember times of, you know, being like, I'm just going to go out. Like, there's this event that I really want to go to. And I end up meeting, like, someone so, like, that I needed to meet. Like, you know, like, it was, like, a clear sign that, like, wow, you go, girl. Like, you needed to leave and you did it. And this is your reward. You needed to meet this person. Like, so many of those things happen to me, synchronicities. And so I think that if you want to look at <laughs> – if you're listening and you want to look at your triggers and do the opposite and like stand up and just do, you know, do live your life anyways. Um, you know, look out for those synchronicities, look out for messages because that, you know, the universe is always giving us clues everywhere, every moment, you know, like everything is for us to receive. Everything that we see out there is, you know, a gift. And so if we open our eyes to receive, we see all of those, but especially in those moments of, you know, challenging yourself, it is a challenge. It's not easy. It's, it's a huge challenge to go against something that would be your norm. Um, but that, that's, that's the growth. That's the growth. 
Yeah, 1000%. And I think, you know, two things to take away from this. Like, one is that you and I, like, when that would happen to us and with, you know, acid refluxy, <laughs> or if you have a better name for that, tweet us because we're maybe we need a cuter one. Um, <laughs> but also, skin is a huge one. And we've both, we've both struggled with that mm-hmm. as well um, on and off. And that's, you know, even, probably even more so with that one because it's such a visible thing. But both mm-hmm. of us really um, in the past would obsess about we did this to us. Like, what did we eat? Like, mm. what caused this? And, like, really right. going back and maybe I should cut this out or I had that with that or I went to that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And we would just obsess about that. And I think, like you said, doing the opposite of going out, having a fun experience, getting out of the house is huge. We'll talk about that in a second. We found is huge for us body image-wise. Mm-hmm. Um and with those other issues, but it gets it, it it gets you out of the focus on yourself, and you can focus on the world, and mm-hmm. that's really helpful because you'll you'll forget about those experiences. Um, I had an experience where like I wasn't feeling super great last weekend, and I was texting you about this, Carly, and I ended up like hanging out with friends and going to visit friends and. It was amazing and I forgot about it and then it just like went away and it was it was fine. But I think if I would have had a night where I would have stayed in, I probably would have been obsessing about it. I probably would have noticed it more and I would have been more unhappy. So if you think about like, you know, I think our tendency as humans is like if we feel discomfort or we look how we don't want to look, we tend to want to stay in, like we said, and we think that that will kind of heal us. But really... I think what's more healing is going out in the world and being around people because I think we need that when we're vulnerable and we're like needing healing more. We need the help of being being around other people to, to kind of help us. Um, so I don't know. That's, right. that's kind of what I think now. Yeah, two things. I was like, I was talking to our friend Heather Waxman, love Heather, hi, yeah. on the phone the other night. And we, I was, we were talking kind of about this, how when you're in a home or you're in like a sheltered place, like with mm-hmm. four walls, like literally you're in your comfort zone, your box, like you're, you, you know, they say step outside of the box. Well, yeah. like we're living in a box. Yeah. And so it's like, if we stay in, it's like, we're staying in that we're staying in the comfort zone, we're staying in the box. But like, you, I mean, you notice the moment you go outside, the moment you're on a hike, or you're doing this or that, it's like all of these things start to drop away. And all of the worries and all of the fear and all of the anxieties, like they start to drop away. So, you know, I think it is obviously so important to, I mean, not only that, but to like get sunshine and, you know, get, you know, your feet on the ground and, you know, so many things like that. But I mean, the other thing is, like, definitely alone time is powerful, yeah. like, super powerful. So that's not – it's not about – it's not about, like, um, numbing mm. uh, the the issue, but it is about just, like, stepping out of what your comfort zone is. So Yeah, yeah, yeah well said, well said. I think that's perfect. I mean, I think for me, like, I tended to spend way too much time – in the alone time arena, exactly. like just in my apartment, not wanting to leave because I can, because I work from home, because I can get doing stuff on my computer. And we both we both have had tendencies to do that at some times. But then mm-hmm. we both have found that like, and we've talked about this quite a lot, like our body image stuff acts up when we do that, when we're, when we're in mm-hmm. for the day. But then when we challenge ourselves to go work from a coffee shop, 
or to, you know, run errands or whatever, we suddenly feel way better about our bodies. And, you know, also like getting dressed and, um, you know, putting on clothes, putting on, you know, lipstick, like it's, that's a really great grounding tool. Like, again, it's good to be in this world and, and of this world, like really like embracing your humanness. Because like we said, like we do have our higher selves, but right now we're in this human body. So we might as mm-hmm. well enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you inspire me a lot. Like, you know mm-hmm. that. And, um, we have secrets and stuff that we only share with each other and now on the podcast. Um, but one thing that you've really helped me with and um, makes a lot of sense that you told me is um, this thing about bad body image days and how to heal them from, which we talk a little bit about, about getting getting out, but really getting into your body to heal them and out of your Mm. head can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what is the best method for healing bad body image Mm. and how that's um how you've been able to help yourself with that definitely yeah so I mean you said it like when we're having a bad body image day we are all in the head we are all in the mind in like an ego fear-based thought of basically the future it's like a projection of not being good enough or being yeah it's all it's all that and um when you can really just like feel your body tap into your body move your body like breathe into your body as you are right now you start to become best friends with your body and it changes everything because when you can let go of the mind and I'm not saying it's easy but it is easier like when you do practices to tap into your body. And so I think in my experience and with, you know, just, you know, this happened with a client the other day, like she, I told her, I gave her my really yummy, sexy music playlist. And I said, you know, just play it and kind of like, you know, see what happens. Like if you want to move your body, I encourage you to move your body, like sway your hips, like whatever, do like, just get into your body and see what happens. Uh, just leaving like the air open for her to experience whatever she wanted to experience with that, um, with a slight nudge. And, (laughs) and, um, she's told me that, you know, like that she's never really felt as good in her body that moment that she ever has in her life. Like, And I was just like, whoa, like, wow, there's power in this. And I know that there's power in it for my life and and my experience with dance and sensual movement and, um, yeah, like yoga and just really getting into my body and letting go of the mind. But there is so much power in that. And um, I thought that we were going to talk about this, Katie, because, like, we always talk about how I'm very much into – improv movement and you're like the improv speaker uh so it's really interesting but Mm. I do believe that you know when we can when we are having a bad body image day it is so powerful to you know move the body in a way that feels good move your body in a way that feels good to you like you don't need to go 
on a treadmill and run off 500 calories. Like that is not going to change your body image. That's almost going to make you feel worse. Like that's not going to do anything. And I, that's what I used to do in college. I would be like, Oh, like I feel, I don't feel skinny enough or I feel fat or whatever. And I would just be like, Oh, I'll just, I'll, I have to go to the gym. And I would just, and if you love doing this, then do it. But <laughs> like, typically that's not going to change change your body image what really changes it is like in my experience very authentic sort of body movements and feeling your body from the inside out and what's been really powerful for me is dance and improv dance like I said like I mentioned and letting my body move in a way that no other bodies move and it's like that thing where it's like you go to the beach and you have the realization like wow there's so many different body types like nobody has the same body type that's beautiful and I really experience that deeply with dance being around even if I'm dancing by myself if I'm dancing by myself or in a room of 200 people it's like, wow, everybody dances differently and I'm going to allow my body to dance the way my body wants to dance and move and, and like that just brings, that just helps me to, that just like get, lets the mind go. It's like, oh, okay, this is me, mm. you know, and it's beautiful. That's so beautiful. So with dance, how did you discover, I know you've always like had a background with dance, but how did you discover this type of dance in particular and that dance, like you said, gets you into your body and helps you connect with your sexuality and your femininity and Hmm. why, how did you like figure that out? Did you just start doing it and then notice the effects and like take us back to like that kind of Mm -hmm. like start? Okay, so the start was... I had heard about um, five rhythms, and if you don't know about five rhythms and you're listening to it, it's a movement practice, and typically you go to workshops. So I went to a two-day workshop, and I – so I went to a two-day workshop. Friday night was like two hours. Saturday during the day was like four hours or something like that, all dance. And we were working through our issues, like our triggers, our – you know, the things that hold us back in life, we were working through them in dance, in movement. And we were doing all sorts of other practices, like, you know, dancing with other beings. And um, I just, I remember falling in love. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can, I can work through my, my stuff, like moving and, 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 And like getting the endorphins flowing at the same time and having this movement be so authentic to me. And it was just this, it was just so beautiful. Like I remember coming to class and my teacher, Amber, she was like, she talks at some, she, she guides you through the dance and she was like, we're here to do holy work. And that's how she started. And I was like, I took a breath (laughs) and like, I just felt it so much in my soul. I just, I, you know, I know that, you know, dance is a part of, but we're talking about shamans, <laughs> like shamans would classify if you're sick, they would ask you, when was the last time you danced? You really? know, like, yeah, I read that somewhere. And I think it's, it was Makes like, sense. when was the last time you laughed? When was the last time you sang? And when was the last time you danced? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know, I just felt it so deep in my body and in my soul. And so that that weekend changed a lot for me because I was, you know, in five rhythms in particular, you're dancing through the 
the the songs change in reference to five rhythms. So you dance through chaos and it's like, why would you dance through chaos? Well, because the world is chaotic. And so you're dancing to really high, fast um, songs and you're moving your body super fast, like really, really fast. And like you, your body wants to stop and you want to be like, I'm tired, but like you push yourself because you're wanting to get somewhere deep in, in yourself to like release. And then you have like a feminine dance, right? And you're supposed to, let your body free flow and not make any concrete movements. So you're just like your hand is moving, your foot is moving, your your foot is flowing on the floor, like you're twirling, you're in that kind of fluidness. And then there's like a masculine kind of time when you're like really um, like strong and like, mm, 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 like, you know, like hip hop type of dancing. And like, even if you've never danced before, you your body starts to pick up on oh okay this is the music this is what I'm being guided to do this is what I'm going to do so anyways long story short I fell in love and then when I moved I actually met someone that was in Miami and I actually met someone there who was like whoa you're moving to Berkeley you have to go to Oakland ecstatic dance it's the best thing ever so when I went to Berkeley I went to Oakland ecstatic dance for the first time on like a Wednesday night they have it two times a week in this big ballroom like 300 to 500 people there a DJ and movement in whatever way you want to move so it's like and it's given it's like a drug and alcohol free zone it's completely sober and everyone there I I remember walking in and be like I like almost cried seeing all of these bodies moving so freely and oh it's just so so beautiful and so I that that became my practice it like started becoming Sunday like what afternoons yeah yeah I would started... call you right right after because I taught yoga at the same time <laughs> I know and I would probably be like oh my gosh yeah. Katie it was so good <laughs> yeah that's that's how we would like start the call <laughs> it was yeah, our little so... routine for a long time that was like a, a long time it was it was that was the routine but yeah so it was Long story short, like, I just, that became, like, I I mean, I was still practicing yoga, and I still do, but that became, like, what yoga is to a lot of people, where it's, like, a practice to release the mind, get in your body, get in your soul, move, but it felt like a much more organic way, where it was, like, if I wanted to, like, run across the room, and then, like, slide on my butt, and then, like, jump, and then, like, go on someone's shoulders, and then, like, shake really fast, and then lay on the floor, I could do that. And it was like, <laughs> felt so primal and so, yeah, just like really, really, really authentic. And like my body was learning to release and let go of the mind and just experience sensation and however it wanted to move. And that changed so much for me. And I want to get up and just start moving now. Uh, can we do it? Like, let's just dance. Yeah, that, that was amazing. <laughs> Dancing is like a moving meditation. You know, they often say yeah. that about yoga, but it's really a moving meditation. It's a way to really free yourself, I think. Yes. And, and you've inspired me in that so, so, so much. Um, yes. So you're probably the most sexually free and open what? person yeah, you are. That no. I, yeah, you are. <laughs> I think that you are. And compar- comparatively with me, you've helped me embrace my femininity and sexuality mm-hmm. a lot, which is an area that, like, you know, I think both of us have been blocked in some ways in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and but you've really recently been focusing on on that area of life and Mm -hmm. you've have you always felt um connected in that way to yourself and why is it important to connect to your femininity and to connect to your sexuality and how can you help other people do that and discover their own Mm. sexy self-care yeah so well, thank you for the compliment. I like. I guess I need to see myself. Yeah, you know in that. that. You know that you inspire me like that. I tell you that all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's one of those. You gotta things, just so. own it. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. So, mm, what can I say here? Huh. So, actually, you know what? You inspired me a lot because you not inspired me, but like you took action in the Kiminami course, mm-hmm. which which inspired me to take action in the Layla Martin course. <laughs> yeah, well, Kiminami, just for everyone listening, is someone who is a sex and relationships coach, I think is what she calls herself. Um, mm-hmm. But she's awesome. She's really into holistic health and lifestyle, and she's, she's super cool. I actually recorded a podcast with her a couple months ago, but the, that one's going to come out after the one you're listening to right now. Um, and like Carly said, I took her course, um, which was really powerful for me. And then I told Carly all about this course. And um, when we were in Florida together, when we were hanging out, and we would take these like really long early morning sunrise walks on the beach, which were amazing, and so much truth would come out, kind of like their car ride. And I remember, like, saying to you, I was like, Carly, you inspire me so much in this area. And, like, Kim and Ami's great, but I think that you should have some sort of, you know, offering to the world in this particular area. And I think at the time you didn't have anything, um, you know, around these particular topics. Your offerings online talked more about personal development, spirituality, and food. Um mm-hmm and body image, but nothing really around this. So I think that that was kind of like, we just had this conversation and I was like, you know, you've helped me so much. We Mm. should probably help other people too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So this is a big part of what I found is like, when I had that realization and you had the realization like of like, oh wow, I'm focusing so much on food and nutrition and self-development. I was like, what actually do I need? And something that I actually do with clients is like this life wheel where I, you know, give all sorts of things and you rate and then you make this circle and you see like where in your life you're lacking. And like a lot of like for me at the a while ago is like my sensuality, my sexuality, love, partnership, relationship, all sorts of that was that was all lacking. And I could see that my nutrition and my food and my all of that stuff was really high. So I was like, hmm, maybe I need to spend less time on this stuff and more time on the other stuff. And maybe my life will balance out. Maybe my body will balance out. And that that's an amazing realization. But, you know, I find a lot of times, especially if you're listening and you have body shame, you're tendency is to have a lot of sexual shame as well for sure because if you don't feel good in your body alone (laughs) you know 
in general, you're not going to, you're generally not going to feel good with a partner and you're generally also not going to feel good exploring your own sense of pleasure, you know, because it's almost like, it's almost like if you, if you're in that deep place of body shame, you feel like you don't almost don't deserve pleasure, you know, in a sense, in a way. Um, but it's the opposite. And when you can give yourself that and honor your desires and honor that you're, you know, we're all sexual beings, you know, like we need to procreate to live on life. Um, and it's interesting. I said this, I think with Maddie, did I say this on Maddie's podcast that I said, maybe it wasn't Maddie's, but the two things that we need to live on life, food and sex, we do. We need these things to li- keep life going. And it's like we as women find a lot of shame in these areas. And it's uh, it's really interesting to think about. But um, yeah, so I think it is extremely important to regain your sense of, yes, sensuality and femininity and pleasure in your own body and find that deep self-care from the inside out and yeah, that is one of the reasons why I created the sexy self care course that's going on that's launching soon. Um, you know, launching now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, um, but it's, it's not, I guess it's not what everyone would think it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not a sex coach, you know, tell me. Okay. Okay. So I'm not a sex coach, you know, like that is not, that's not my thing, but in my small little ways, I can help people awaken that within themselves and it's about the small things so basically the 28 day the self-care course is a 28 day course where every day you get a different ritual and I find ritual so powerful uh so 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 powerful in our lives and they're they're all every day you get a new ritual in self-care and like deeply caring for yourself and they range from you know, dance. I do a couple dance movement exercises, uh, yoga classes, um, you know, sometimes just mindset shifts, journal exercises, different meditations, pranayama, breath work. Um, And they, I find that when we connect so deeply with ourselves, we're able to then, and in that way, deeply caring, we're able to then give ourselves that pleasure. Um, But, you know, in in small ways, like I'll say one of the days. I don't know. I don't remember which day this is. It's like this is one of my favorite days, though. <laughs> it's like cook dinner tonight in nothing but your underwear or nothing or something really sexy. And I know we talked about this, Katie, of mm-hmm. like, you know, just get like super cozy and then in the kitchen. But I find it so powerful to, you know, get really feeling like really almost bare or sexy first like fill yourself up on that first and maybe move your body first and maybe just like get into your body before you get in the kitchen and cook from that space. And that's a really beautiful way to, and obviously you can't do that probably every night or every day, but that's one of the rituals. That's one of the practices. One of the days it's going to be super fun to us. All of us do it at the same time. All of us women, you know, in our kitchens with nothing on, I'm going to be super happy that day that that's going on in the world. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's so cool. but yeah, that's like, it's, it's almost, 
it's these little things that maybe you would know to do, but you don't push yourself to do. Mm. And so I find that with group, with the group support and with, you know, accountability. Your, your accountability. Yeah. You're being accountable to give yourself these gifts. And sometimes we just don't give ourselves the gifts that we know that we need. And so the course is going to be incredible. I I believe that anyone who wants to up their self-care, like wants to love themselves, their their self, their body more to join, like, to, you know, Katie is going to be there and we're going to have a ton you of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so psyched. Like going back to the, well, first of all, I'm just so proud of you. Like this is going to be amazing. <laughs> like you guys, she showed me, um, she stayed up late editing and she's like worked so hard on this and she like mm. will send me clips of the videos and some of the photos and it's just like epic and amazing and I'm I'm just so proud of you, Carly. But mm. um, as Thank far you. as the, the like cooking and, and the kitchen thing, again, like it's one of those things that I know I need to do but and we've both talked about this. It's really easy when you're making dinner, something that I, my tendency would just be to like, um, you know, put my really comfy pajamas on, like wash my face and like be in like these like comfy, goofy pajamas, like those pink pants. I wore, remember those pink pants? I wear those all the time to sleep. It was mostly because like I was cold and like, I just was like, whatever. Um, But Carly and I talked about this a lot. Like, she had this mentor, you had this mentor who would like come into the kitchen, like put coconut oil in her hair and wear like cool shoes and um, <laughs> flowy, beautiful clothes. And so like even if you're on the day that like, you know, your roommate's home or something. Right. Um, and you aren't going to be like sexy cooking in the kitchen. Like maybe you could just wear something that's like not like these like goofy pink pants that I have and is slightly like more feminine and more sexy and can make you in tune to your body instead of just like covering it up with like as much weird fabric as you can. <laughs> Carly made fun of my pink goofy pants. Um, but yeah, it's like that. I always, I I love that I told you that image. Yeah. Um, And it really stuck with me. It was just something that you told me, you told me that a long time ago. It was, it was four or five years ago, but I do remember, I remember the, the space being so nourishing. And, and this is one of the things it's like, we don't crave food alone. Obviously we crave nourishment in many ways, but in pertaining to the food, we crave the whole experience. So we crave, Mm. The, the lighting being perfect. We crave the candles. We crave the smells coming from the oven. We crave, you know, the music playing in the background. We crave, like, we crave all of that. Like, yeah. that's all a huge part of it. And when you can give yourself that space, and like I said, you, like, we have busy lives. You can't probably do that every night. And, you know, but when you can do, give yourself that space, like, you feel full faster. You feel nourished. You feel... Like, you know, it's just, it's a way to tap in. It's just a way to tap into your body in the moment. And it's just a way more magical, I feel, experience with food and with pleasure. With Yeah. Yeah. With pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> mm, so good. I'm so excited about that. So if you guys 
want to do this with myself and my best friend Carly, mm. there will be a link in the show notes and you should totally do this with us and hang out and I will be doing it and sharing and um, we all should do it together and yeah, I think it'll be a really good time. So cool. And there's tons of recipes and oh, yeah. yeah, I got, so I got basically every day there's a new recipe from a different like nutritionist or health coach from all over because I felt like everyone has a different style. Everyone has different flavors. And so I wanted to kind of make it um, all encompassing. So there's a different recipe from really rad people that have shared really delicious things. So that's really exciting too. So cool. I'm so yes. excited. It's going to be yes. so fun. So fun. Um, Cool. All right. Well, now we're going to do some quick fire questions. Are oh, you man. ready for them? I don't know. You got this. Okay. All right. So, first of all, let's talk a bit quick fire e about your <laughs> morning routines and some of the specifics of how you're starting your day and something you know that we've talked to about like we've been dogmatic about food and we've been dogmatic about routines, but how is your routine fluid and what are some like staples that are, that are pretty constant? Mm. Yeah. So staple in the morning is to wake up. And first thing I do honestly is light a candle and then I'll place my one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly and just breathe for like three to five minutes and just breathe with myself. Um, that's like a really beautiful way for me to wake up. And then I like to journal in the morning. Um, I actually share in the course day one is journaling and like really awesome rad questions for morning and night that I found have really helped myself and my clients just like really ground into the day and the moment. And um, so I like to journal um, ever since I've been doing Layla's course, Jade Pleasure, I've actually been incorporating some jade egg type of exploration in the morning because I find that it can be real they're like you know different uh pleasure meditations it's like yoga for pleasure (laughs) and I find that some of them can be really energizing so morning time is looking like that sometimes for me and then I like to always drink a ton of water in the morning after that hydrate a lot um like a quart of water and this helped so many people too. I put like a teaspoon of sea salt in it and that kind of fires up the adrenals and gives myself energy for the day. And it's like nature's coffee almost. Um, It helps cleanse the colon and it's just really good. And that just feels really, really like nourishing to me. So that's always in the morning. And and then movement. Um, I love to move in the mornings, whether I'm getting on my yoga mat or playing music and just freaking dancing my butt off. I love to move in the mornings a lot. And then, yeah, shower. And while I'm getting ready for the day, probably listen to your podcast or a Mm -hmm. podcast of some sort. And yeah, so that's my morning routine lately. And it's been really lovely. That sounds amazing. So what about um, in the evenings? What are some things you do to Mm -hmm. wind down and relax? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I usually say to, I usually really like to put my phone away at least like if I can an hour before bed, but sometimes that's not a reality these sometimes days. Sometimes we're texting or Yeah, and sometimes like 
being in love or like with you or with, you know, like just mm-hmm. like having a really deep loving conversation with someone is so nourishing to the point where like, I'm just like, okay, I'll leave my phone on, but like, I won't look at the light of it. I'll just turn it really, you know, cause the, the light of the phone kind of suppresses melatonin. But anyways, so it's I do not like, great, to, but it's yeah. also, not it's also if you're con- beat yourself up about. Yes. If you're connecting with someone that's really nourishing your soul, then stay Trumps with it. it. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I do really like to at least spend the last 30 minutes before bed, like totally like grounding into my body again. So sometimes it looks like just putting my feet up the wall for five minutes and then like laying in supta baddha konasana, like reversed butterfly or like getting into child's pose, like just really nourishing, grounding yin poses of yoga and just um, breathing for a moment in these poses and kind of letting the whole day go because you know no matter what we do in the day so much happens like so much goes on in the day so I really like to get into some poses before bed and someone actually said this to me like all animals actually before they fall asleep you see like they stretch like they're like Mm. ah they're like yawning and stretching but a lot of times we just like get into bed and turn the lights off and go so I've, I really like getting back into my body in the, at nighttime, you know, deeply like that. And then doing some nighttime journal exercises. And um, um, if I'm, if I'm, sometimes I'll get on my Layla grind and <laughs> <laughs> Jade Pleasure course this course that I'm studying um we should tell everyone body course so similar to what we discussed about Kimanami Layla Martin also has a um course that Carly is in and both courses the one that I took and the one that Carly is in um focus on this jade egg practice which you'll hear a lot more about um in the podcast with Kimanami but it's basically um well you you tell what it is it's Mm. (laughs) well I'm not like a I'm not a teacher in it but well I could tell you from my experience it's um it's definitely it's and I'll tell you from Layla's course um it's like meditations and tantric kind of meditations and different things to awaken your sexuality to awaken your sexual potential and to release sexual baggage and so uh, for me, it's like a medit- it's like bringing meditation and yoga into my sense of sensuality, and that's it's so cool for me to take it th- in that place. So, and it can also strengthen your um, vaginal area and help your orgasms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, cool. So. I meant to ask you this earlier, actually, but you traveled a lot this this last year. You went um, to a couple of different places. Mm-hmm. And what was that experience like? Okay, travel. Yes. So it was interesting because when I went to Thailand, when I went to do my travels, a big part of it was I realized that I was so in my mind about my body like at that time. And I was just – even though I was having a lot of transformation, I was still – I was still very much in that place. And I remember actually I was moving out of my place and I had this huge superfood like cabinet of like every herb, every spice, every like superfood powder and potion and this and that. 
and I gave it all away. And a lot, a part of it was like, I need to release this like control over food and body, even though it's like, I'm feeding myself to nourish myself. I still, I was like, I need to experience life like in adventure and in life as it is in reality, um, without being in this box that I've created for myself. So I went to Thailand and it was really beautiful experience to travel alone solo, uh, to meet people from all over the world. And while I was there, I also did a lot of studying. I studied Chanet Song, which is Thai abdominal massage, which I actually teach a little bit in the course, um, as well as doing my yoga teacher training, which brought so much to me too. But I think that the biggest part for me was, yeah, doing it alone and being able to navigate the world. Like I just, gained so much confidence in myself that's I think that that brought it yeah that that was a huge part of it is I just felt like I could tackle anything you know so I came back really inspired to create a new website and to do this work and you know I yeah it just brought me a lot of confidence that you know I can travel anywhere I could do anything I can yeah I can do what I want (laughs) cool what is one area in your life that you feel really confident in? Mm. What is one area in my life that I feel really confident in? Um, I would say authentic, authentic movement and touch. Cool. What is one area that you feel like you're still struggling in? Mm. I guess I don't know like for for a long time it's been um and I know we talked about this like really grounding into society of like all of the stuff like making money and and um having like a real life and not being all in spirit all the time so I think that my if if I were to say my my struggle it would be um, letting go of the idea that I can't get back to a place of like being in the forest or, Mm -hmm. you know, like that kind of feeling. Yeah. 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 We talked about that a lot. That's good to share. Favorite yoga pose. Mm, um, Wheel. Favorite day of the week. Um, I like them all. I guess I would say Thursday. I don't know. That's mine too. Oh, of course. Duh. Um, favorite hour of the day. Twelve twenty-four. Well, that was a really exact, but that's my her, favorite number is twenty-four. Number. So yeah, <laughs> people are probably like, "What?" Um, <laughs> What's the hardest time you've laughed? The hardest time I've laughed? Yeah. It was like recently or one that comes to your mind. Oh my gosh. Yesterday I had the big, like I was laughing all freaking day yesterday. It was probably the best thing ever. But one thing that comes to mind is like I was on the airplane with my sister and Brennan, her boyfriend, and there was like all this condensation in the air, but like 
it was like almost like it looked like gas and it smelled really bad and we were like covering ourselves covering our heads with like with our blankets and like with our jackets and like hysterically laughing for hours it was so funny oh my god that's really funny um favorite beauty ritual (laughs) Mm, favorite beauty ritual huh Maybe like a really nice nourishing bath with lots of essential oils and salts and yeah, coconut oil. <laughs> mm, very good. Okay, so it's um, you know, eight PM, you get home after a long dance session or something or teaching yoga and you're hungry and you get home, what do you do? Do you get food? Do you make food? Tell us what you would do. Go. Mm. Well, it's different every time depending on the day, of course, but generally I would use my blender to create like a, some type of, I've I've been creating lots of like, uh, nourishing actually ice creams. So I would say that because it's really fun to like add coconut milk and coconut milk ice cubes and like maca and like sometimes fruit and like all sorts of stuff and make this delicious ice cream so she's like uh she moonlights is like an ice cream a tear <laughs> i don't know if that's what and it's so fast that's why i love the blender it's just like you can make a meal really really quickly so probably something in the blender what's your go-to um breakfast lately mm, my go-to breakfast is an acai bowl yeah, so good. I want one right now. Favorite meal you've had um, recently, like maybe in the last week? Best mm. Hmm. Let's see. Huh. I haven't. I feel like I haven't had anything recently that was like whoa. But the last thing that I remember that was like, whoa, I go to this place. Uh, I mean, I like to make things myself. But if I'm going out, I go to this place called Green Bar. You actually went there with me. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And they have this like salad with truffle dressing that I love with like avocado and like didn't we get that? We spicy like, tempeh. Yeah, 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 we got that. But the, and then they just like added new things to the menu. Ooh. And it's just really good. Yeah. It was really good. I loved it there. Yeah. Um, what does your ideal day look like? No matter what, it looks like being really connected to my body, moving my body in a way, in some way or shape or form, um, connecting with lovers, friends, and feeling really nourished by presence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I so it doesn't that. really matter what I do as long as I have those things. <laughs> Favorite on-the-go snack? Mm, apples. Apples are so good. <laughs> okay, if you were trapped on an island and you could only take with you one season of a TV show to watch or a movie, one oh, this loved the... one, one book, and one food, Whoa. what would you take? Go. Okay, so the first one's really hard because I don't really watch that much TV or movies and that's like the worst for me, but... If I, if I was trapped and I could only, I would take the season of Lost 
the whole the whole every season of Lost because that was like <laughs> one of my favorite shows and I didn't end up watching the last season. And so it might actually kind of help you get off the island. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I would like figure some shit out. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> what was the next one? Book. Uh, so it'd definitely be something you'd want to like read over and over again, like you know. Contra by Osho. Okay, and a food. Coconut. Those might be on the island, so I mean, I don't know. Should if I bring something that. else? Yeah. <laughs> no, you can bring it. I mean, just in case. Maybe okay. it's not tropical. Maybe you're on like an island in Alaska. Or Mangoes. Something. Yeah. Okay. Cool. When? What person? Who would you take with you that you wouldn't Me. get sick of? You. Oh my gosh, that sounds fun. Let's go. Pack your <laughs> coconuts and mangoes. Yeah. And we'll watch. I'll some meet you lost. there. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, okay, cool. Favorite vacation. Favorite vacation. My favorite place I've ever been to. It, I guess it's not really a vacation there, but um, Umpqua Hot Springs in Oregon is magical. I actually camped out there for a couple nights in the hot springs there and the river is just so powerful so natural so beautiful so that's my favorite place i've ever been to I'll let's say that. go we should we should visit there too it's amazing okay so i didn't have this question yet when i interviewed you the first time and now it's become as you know my signature question for everyone who comes on the show so when i offer the term wellness wonderland to you carly to live in a wellness wonderland what does that mean to you? What what comes up? What comes up is living in a reality that you're consciously creating. So living in your own creation, like living in a way mm, that you're nourishing yourself from the inside out in so many ways, from like your thoughts to your activities, to your pleasure, to your food, to your everything. But you know, noticing that you are the creator and choosing to choosing to empower yourself to live the best life that is your birthright. Mm, that's beautiful. We often call that like cartoon world or like Katie and Carly world when like, <laughs> you know, the the parking spot opens up and the book falls off the shelf and these synchronicities mm. keep happening. So mm-hmm. I agree and I love that. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for coming back on the show and sharing all the wisdom that you shared and being my friend and just being yourself. I'm really glad that you exist and we are Mm. on the planet at the same time and I love you. And yeah, Mm. anything else that you want to say to Wonderland? I love you, everyone. You, but I love you, everyone, too. But thank you so much for everything, like saying all of that and for this whole thing. This was, like we said, the best way to wake up. Thank you so much. We're recording this really early in the morning, so. Yes, and it wasn't a joke when I said I would bring you on the island with me. Oh, I love you so much. (laughs) I I can't wait to go. We will probably be recording from an island someday, so. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Peace. Peace, Wonderland. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me, at Katie Jailbout, and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook, so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. 
see you back in Wonderland.